We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to Off the Carousel. Today, we're pleased to be joined by new Idaho head coach, Alex Pribble. Coach Pribble, uh, most recently an assistant at Seattle U, where the program won 20 games in consecutive seasons for the first time, I believe, since the 1960s. So, Coach, I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, congrats on the new game. Uh, it's my pleasure, Kevin. I appreciate you having me on, man. Uh, really excited to talk with you. Uh, so, look, when Division One jobs open up, a lot of the same names for the biggest programs as assistant gets mentioned time and time again. And your name, by virtue of you know coming from another mid-major, uh, it doesn't get mentioned all that often. So I guess I guess how I start this is to the average college basketball fan who isn't super familiar with you, who is Alex Pribble? Well, good good question. I, I kind of like the way it all transpired, truthfully. I, I've kind of always been the underdog. Um, you know, I was a walk-on in college. I played my college basketball at, at Cal Berkeley. Um, Grew up in the Bay Area right there and was one of those walk-ons who kind of earned a role, earned some time, ended up earning a scholarship position and ended up being a captain my senior year. So kind of that underdog earn every inch mentality is kind of the way I'm wired. And so, you know, the fact that it's kind of transpired that way and the, the coaching uh, job search uh, has been great. So, um, yeah, my backstory is, is a, a Bay Area guy. Um, got my first college crack playing at uh, coaching at San Francisco State University. Um, from there was was at Eastern Washington University. So I've been in the big sky for a while. I was actually a part of a unique coaching staff. When I was at Eastern Washington, we, we won the big sky in uh, 2015, I believe. And on that staff was Shante Leggins and um, David Riley and, and a lot of guys who are now Division One coaches. And then when I left Eastern Washington, um, Chris Victor ended up taking my spot there and Couple of years later, I was working for him at Seattle University. So it's a small coaching world, um, but I've really enjoyed my experience so far. Um, you mentioned that kind of Eastern Washington bubble of coaches that that kind of popped up, and I know a lot of people have talked about like the Columbia group, where there was like Kyle Smith and Todd Golden, and uh, you know Kobe Altman, who's now the the GM of the Cavs. Like, it seems like you guys had that kind of thing going out, kind uh, of going on out west. Can you kind of tell me what those those staff meetings were like? Did you guys feel like you guys were all this kind of young, hungry, like rising group of coaches, or how did those meetings look? Yeah, well, I think it started with Jim Hayford. You know, Jim Hayford was was kind of the CEO at Eastern Washington. He, he taught us all how to run a program, um, and so we learned a lot from him. And then 
we were just a really tight knit group. Um, I think we did things the right way and, and still guys that I rely on to this day, you know, David Riley is in my opinion, one of the smartest young coaches in the business. And he's right here in the big sky. And Shantae Leggins is a really good friend of mine and an unbelievable uh, player back in the day and, and coach now. And another guy I obviously rely on a lot. And then I had the luxury of working with, with Chris Victor um, the past couple of years. And, you know, one of my very best friends, um, you know, in the coaching business and the guy I really rely on. And so um, it, it definitely was something where we feel like we had something special going at Eastern Washington. Um, and I think we've all kind of molded our programs now in the same way. Um, but guys, I respect a lot. And it's, it's always fun to have some close friends in the business. So your first job after being a GA at Cal was as a high school coach. I'm curious what you feel like you learned from, from that experience and really getting your first hands-on co uh, coaching work being at that level instead of in college. Yeah, well, you know, I think as a coach, uh, I'm really wired more as a teacher. Um, in my first couple of years as a high school coach, I was also teaching at the time. And, you know, I was in the classroom, I was putting my lesson plans together. And it just happened that I was spending, you know, probably double the time on my practice plans that I was on my lesson plans. And so I knew I wanted to get into college coaching from there. Uh, but that's really where I got a chance to cut my teeth. You know, I think you, you can you know, when you have to run a program, you have to design the, the practice plans, you have to hold the meetings, you get, you learn your coaching voice, you know, there's a lot of things you can learn when you take over a program at any level. Um, and I think so for me, that, that was a very, um, you know, just meaningful, impactful three years where I found out a lot about what worked, what didn't work, um, and, and kind of went from there. So important couple of years for me. And you're a first time division one head coach, but you do have college head coaching experience at, at St. Martin's a division two school in Washington. Uh, you got there, they were coming off, I believe a six and 22 season. And then you were there, uh, you get over 500 in year one, you take them to a sweet 16 by the time you're done there. Uh, can you take me through what that rebuilding process was like? Yeah, look, you know, the reason I feel prepared here at the University of Idaho is because of that experience at St. Martin's, um, kind of a similar situation where, yeah, they struggled a bit um, before I got there, but the framework was in place to have success, a, a beautiful facility, a great community, really liked my time at St. Martin's University. And so we had a simple blueprint. We were going to bring in the right people who were going to work hard, who were going to get better, who were going to be about the right stuff on and off the court. Um, and then the, the focus was really just on that process of daily improvement. And so, like you said, we got better. We, we really had some momentum rolling by the end of my first year. We finished over 500. That second year, we made the conference tournament for the first time in a lot of years um, and finished with 18 wins. And the next two years, we're in, in the NCAA tournament. And during that whole time, none of our discussion was on that end result, on those end goals. It was always on the day-to-day -day process, getting better every single day. And our guys really bought into that. They, they improved every step of the way. Um, they started kind of expecting to win, expecting to, to compete at a high level. And yeah, by the end of our time there, we uh, we went to the Sweet 16 and, and um, you know, had, had a really successful run. Um, I've talked to a couple other coaches for this series who also had backgrounds in Division II in some form. Um, Sundance Wicks, who got the Green Bay job this year, Tobin Anderson as well. Um, and they both said that it was far less intimidating when they got the call and said, oh, I'm a division one head coach. And you show up to the office the first day, like, what do I do? Because they had been through that before. Obviously, it's a different level, but they had built practice plans and, and run a program and, and recruit it like they had done every facet of college head coaching. And some other guys who get head coaching jobs haven't done that because they've been you know, career assistants. Uh, I'm curious, your first few days on the job at Idaho, 
how familiar did it feel? How how much did that experience as a Division II coach help you when you were, you know, first laying the groundwork here in the first couple of days of getting a job? A ton, a ton. I love you mentioned those two guys. You know, there's definitely been some successful Division II guys that have come up to the Division One world. Uh, both those guys coach with a lot of energy and a lot of juice, and I like to say I'm kind of wired the same way. Um, but but it really helped me feel prepared. It really did. Um, you know, I, I kind of I try to work off blueprints and checklists and be as organized as possible. So I had a really good outline for what I wanted those first 30 days to look like. Um, you know, new faces, new processes here at the University of Idaho that I had to learn that I had to really dig into. But in terms of what I wanted to accomplish, um, you know, th there was definitely an outline and, and I had done it already at St. Martin's and we're following a similar blueprint. So uh, felt very prepared, really excited about the the steps we've taken so far being here. I think we've hit the ground running. Um, and again, the the either way, whatever situation you're in, it's about the people. And I feel like we've done a really good job of bringing in the right people, um, both as recruits and as coaches. And and um, that's allowed us to to really hit the ground running. From a recruiting standpoint, uh, I know you guys have taken a couple of of non-Division One transfers, and that's become a kind of growing avenue that. Uh, more and more programs are, are attacking after, you know, the Derek Whites and Max Struces of the world. Um, I'm curious if if you feel like that was something you felt like, oh, I've coached at this level. I know that there's good enough players here, or maybe just kind of a natural trickle down of, of where we're at with NIL and, and and making it more difficult to recruit the portal with so many teams involved in the same kids. Our partner for today's episode is Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 during the college basketball season, and I loved the impact that it had on my energy levels. I'm a big coffee-in-the-morning guy, but by the time that the afternoon would hit, I needed another boost. AG1 helped me tremendously, especially on those days when I didn't want to get up off the couch and go hit the gym. Their tagline is, AG1 is comprehensive health and the power of habit in one, and man, that could not be more true it's nearly impossible to eat and drink in a healthy manner in the month of february and the month of march when you are in my business and ag1 was exactly the supplement that i needed to improve my gut health and cover my nutritional basis for the day i've continued that into april i've continued that into may and i'm going to continue that the rest of the summer all i have to do is mix a scoop of ag1 with some water or maybe add it into a smoothie and i'm ready to go do it after lunch and you'll be ready to go for the rest of the day if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine then athletic greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase go to athleticgreens.com backslash field six eight that's field six eight f-i-e-l-d the number six the number eight and you can get yours now so check it out and help support this show thanks we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, well, I think both. You know, both are very true. Um, we were very intentional about the recruiting philosophy we had when we took over here. Um, you know, if you're going to get old, everybody wants to get old now. And if you're going to get old, it's hard to do it traditionally through the transfer portal where every kid seems to have so many offers and so many options. Um, so for us, we are very intentional kind of about two things. One was you had the division two or division three transfer ups, um, guys that had some experience. And I think we did a really good job of identifying guys who um, were successful at the division two level. And, and we believe are going to have a big impact for us. And the other thing we tried to do was find some junior college uh, qualifiers in particular that had a couple of years, especially if they had a COVID year, maybe they have three years under their belt um, and are now coming here ready to make an impact. So, um, you know, when I was at Seattle University last year, our starting point guard was a kid named Alex Schumacher, and I'd recruited him initially to play at St. Martin's University. And so, um, you know, he came in and, and had a great year for us last year, had a lot of success. So it was proven that it could happen. You know, you mentioned some names of players like Derek White, who have, who have proven at the highest level. Um, but even here at the University of Idaho, Devontae Moffitt was a Division II transfer up and had a really good year here last year. So there's there's a clear um, kind of uh, previous guys who've had a lot of success doing that. And so we think the same thing can happen for us. I think the traditional like outsider knock on the Idaho job would be, yeah, there's just not a lot of players around. It's not the most booming kind of area. Um, I'm I'm curious what you view as the important areas that you have to recruit to have success at, at a program like this? Yeah, well, truthfully, I think it's a bit of a misnomer. I, I don't necessarily believe that um, that the community is a negative. I think it's a big positive. It's a really tight-knit college community here. Um, the fans are always in the building, even with maybe not the most successful years, the past couple years on the court. The fans have been showing up and engaged, and they, they're ready. They're ready for a winner. So the, the community is a huge piece of what we believe makes this place special. And there's actually some some really good local talent too. You know, the state of Idaho has players coming through now that that can really compete on the national stage. So, um, you know, we think it's a strength of ours. I think, um, you know, we went through a, a, a rebuild in a hurry. We brought in 12 new players in the past couple of months and um, the rate of players who we got out here and then those players committed to us was extremely high. We think when people step foot on campus here, when they see the, the community of Moscow and they meet the Vandals, it's going to lead to uh, them wanting to be here and be a part of this. Um, how much is, you know, you guys have a beautiful new arena. How much has that helped you guys in, in recruiting? I know I think there's this kind of 
this popular narrative now, like nothing matters other than money to kids. But I think certainly, especially at, at lower levels, the fact that you can sell like, hey, we have a fan base, we have a, an arena has to be pretty powerful with kids. It's incredible. I know you, you can tell behind me some of the woods, some of the arenas sitting right behind me. There's there's kids flying around there all day today. Um, it's special. You know, I knew it was going to be nice. I saw it on pictures. I heard people talk about it. I, I knew this place was going to be nice. But the moment I stepped in the door and you see the natural light and you see the wood and you see just the character of this place, anybody would want to play here. Anybody would want to coach here. I feel very grateful every time I walk into the office every morning because this place is uniquely special. Um, been in some nice gyms, some nice facilities, especially on the West Coast here over my, my coaching career. And I would put this place up against any of them. Um, it's just it's the right size. It's the right space. It's got the right feel. It's a great place to practice, a great place to play. Um, so we're really, really excited about it. And it's not just this gym. You know, we've got a nice practice facility. Um, we've got great locker rooms for the guys, all the resources that they need to be successful. So, um, again, I, I believe that the University of Idaho is right for, for uh, being successful. There's a framework in place to, to get it done here. I know, you know, it's and this last question for you. Uh, I, I know it's I don't think becoming a division one coach is like the only destination in, in, in coaching, but I'm sure that moment when you got the call, like, yes, I, I, I got a division one head coaching job. There's 362 or three of these and I got one of them has to be pretty special. I'm, I'm curious what your emotions were when you, you first found out you got this job and take me through like the first phone call you made afterwards and, and what that was like. Yeah, it's been really special. Kevin. It's been really special. Um, you know, you work hard, you try to be prepared if the opportunity does ever come. And and when I got that call, you know, I was I was at home with my wife and they texted us and said, you know, would you come meet with the athletic director tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., you know, and bring your wife? So I thought, OK, that's got to be a pretty good sign. Um, and we showed up there in the morning. Uh, meanwhile, my wife is 37 weeks pregnant at the time. And we go in there in the morning and they tell us, you know, would you would you like to uh, to become the next head coach at University of Idaho? And obviously we were ecstatic. And so, you know, calling our family and calling our friends and then going through the transition of, of you know, a dream come true being out here at the type of university that we, we want to be a part of with now a new baby boy and my wife. Um, it's just been, you know, in some in some ways too good to be true. We feel very, very grateful for this opportunity. Um, and the two months we've been here have just been have kind of exceeded expectations too. the people here are special. The community is excited. Um, it's just it's a place that we feel really honored to, to be a part of. Well, congratulations on a, a new member of the family, a, a new head coaching job, and hopefully a lot of success in the future. Coach Pro, I appreciate you having me. Thanks, Kevin. My pleasure, man. Go Vandals. Our partner for today's episode is Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 during the college basketball season, and I loved the impact that it had on my energy levels. I'm a big coffee in the morning guy, but by the time that the afternoon would hit, I needed another boost. AG1 helped me tremendously, especially on those days when I didn't want to get up off the couch and go hit the gym. Their tagline is AG1 is comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. And man, that could not be more true. It's nearly impossible to eat and drink in a healthy manner in the month of February and the month of March when you are in my business. And AG1 was exactly the supplement that I needed to improve my gut health and cover my nutritional basis for the day. I've continued that into April. I've continued that into May, and I'm going to continue that the rest of the summer. All I have to do is mix a scoop of AG1 with some water or maybe add it into a smoothie and I'm ready to go. Do it after lunch and you'll be ready to go for the rest of the day. 
If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com backslash field68. That's field68, F-I-E-L-D, the number six, the number eight, and you can get yours now. So check it out and help support this show. Thanks. Thanks. 